Welcome to Strategy Simplified. My name is Noah, and today on the podcast, I'm excited to bring you this conversation with Denise, a Toronto engineering student who landed an MBB offer. Listen as we discuss Denise's journey to consulting and how she broke in without a business background. Hi, we're so excited to have uh, Denise, a member of the management consulting community who just landed an MBB offer uh, on Strategy Simplified with us today. Uh, Denise, welcome. Uh, can you start us off with a brief intro and a little bit of a high-level background about who you are and how you got here? Sure. So my name is Denise. I'm bringing to my final year of mechanical engineering at the University of Toronto. Um, I'm currently from, I'm originally from Trinidad Tobago, which is in the Caribbean. And what literally motivated me to go to, I guess, Canada was that I'm very sustainability-driven. Um, I'm very passionate about just making some type of positive impact on the world. And that's what really brought me into renewable energy and just social sustainability. Um, and then I realized that I can make an even bigger com- a bigger impact in management consulting. Um, and that's what literally just prompted that shift uh, in careers. No, it makes sense. Um, it's definitely a path that a lot of people choose to pursue from a wide variety of, of angles. I'd love to just have a little bit more about about your specific journey. So you came in uh, to the University of Toronto focused on on engineering. How exactly did that did that pivot go? So I I'm currently in my I would guess you would call it your professional internship year where you work in industry. So I've been working at a nuclear power plant. Because uh, I was really passionate about renewable energy and clean energy and just um, being a driver in that industry. But I, I didn't really feel as I was making the impact that I wanted. I knew that like on a broad scale that I was having an impact as I was helping the plant run efficiently. But I couldn't exactly see the impact that I was having. And that I started thinking about consulting. And then I had... Um, a recruiter reached out to me on LinkedIn and tell me more about different MBB firms. And I started really looking into what they're doing. How are they incorporating sustainability into their problem-solving process? And that really got me intrigued because as an engineer, what we love most is problem-solving. So I felt as though I kind of landed in an area where it was accomplishing all of the goals that I set off for myself. And I was also being able to incorporate that aspect of social sustainability as in actually helping communities um, helping those types of issues whilst also doing the environmental sustainability that I was really, really passionate about. So that's what really just pushed me towards consulting and really making that shift in my career. No, that's awesome. And it's great to see um, that kind of passion coming out, especially in this process. Um, kind of just taking a step back uh, from your motivation and focusing on your recruiting process. Uh, can you walk us through sort of a high level overview of your networking, application, uh, interview process at the, at the highest level, and just really tell us a little bit about how that went for you, what that looked like, where you started. Yeah, so I guess my greatest tool, I would say, is LinkedIn. I really took advantage of that. So if anyone who attended the University of Toronto went to McKinsey or was an engine at McKinsey, I messaged them. Anyone who went to Bain, anyone who went to BCG, I messaged them. I just, I was just very focused on learning firsthand from people who worked in those companies and trying to get a mentor of some sort. So at my my university, there's this connect, I guess, 
like U of T LinkedIn, where you can only connect with um, past pupils. So I really utilize that as well, reaching out to different um, alumni who were in consulting, didn't necessarily have to be MBB consulting. It could have been Hatch, which is an engineering company in Deloitte, just getting that mentorship and that guidance. And once I had that, then I really started using LinkedIn to target the MBB firms. So connecting with recruiters and then using those connections with the recruiters to see which events were happening in Toronto around the time that I wanted to get involved in the recruitment process. So in doing so, I was able to attend about, I would say four networking sessions before I actually applied um, to the MBB firms. Um, and in, in doing so, I got to learn firsthand what it was like in that particular office, getting an idea of the culture, getting an idea of the people and really making sure that this is something that I wanted to do and I could see myself doing. Um, and then from there, it was sending out my resume. Um, I kind of just passed my resume to different people, my friends, my family, then also sending it to my different mentors, getting critiques from them and really just making sure that, that it was hitting every single goal um, for each firm. Um, and then... From then, it was just getting the, the invitation to interview and then trying to crush the case studies um, to the best of my abilities. But I would say do not sleep on the behaviorals because that was equally as important. No, very true. I want to, it sounds like networking was a really important part of your process as it is uh, for everybody. And just all you folks out there going through consulting, recruiting, uh, don't neglect, don't neglect networking. Um, I would love to hear your take on a lot of people kind of approach networking with uh, a little bit of fear, potentially a little bit of uneasiness. They think that uh, potentially it's fake or they just don't love the idea. What would you say to those people? I definitely understand. So I, I'm original. I'm very introverted in nature. Um, so it takes a lot for me to put myself out there and message people. Um, but it's really just, I guess, determination, which which pushes me because I know that if I want to achieve my goals, this is what I got to do. Um, so I would say that reaching out, it's not something that you should necessarily be afraid of. The worst thing that will happen is they don't respond and then you just move on with your life. Um, and then if they do respond, then it makes a significant impact on your life. So I would say just send a message, just say hi, introduce yourself, say why you're messaging them in the first place. Don't try to get something from them. I think most people are very... I guess, open to helping once you're not trying to just use them in a, like, can you get me a job? Can you um, look at my resume? Like just more getting knowledge and information from them, I think is the best way to approach networking. Um, but I think you should definitely not be afraid. The worst thing that will happen is no response. And then it lasts for two seconds, then you move on with your life. So yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. The worst that they can say is no. I guess yeah. a follow-up question here. Um, when you were when you were networking, uh, how far before your application dates, that kind of resume dropped, did you start networking? Okay, so, so what happened was that I was reached out to on LinkedIn by a recruiter in September of last year. Um, so that's when really I got really into the world of MBB. Um, and they motivated me to, I guess, apply to the different firms. Um, so that's kind of when my networking started. 
September of last year. So that's when I started reaching out to different people who worked at the firms to get mentor. Um, that's when I started looking at different U of T alumni and current students who worked at those firms. Um, but I didn't actually attend a networking event at a firm until about, I think, January or February of this year. And then I would do an event maybe like a month or two months after the first one, like in, in a consecutive order. And some of them are online. Some of them are in person. Um, it didn't necessarily have to be me in the office, but yeah. So you would say that your kind of networking process began at least six to seven months before you applied. Is that fairly accurate? Yes. Yeah, I just want to highlight here the importance of starting early with networking. I think a lot of people, um, especially if you're a little uneasy about it, leave it more toward the last minute. But starting earlier can really be uh, be a key to, to success in that part. Um, Denise, I another question for you here. Um, and do you have one pro tip that you can share on uh, each piece of your recruiting puzzle? So potentially one on networking. And we already touched on that a little bit, but but one on networking, one on your actual application, so resume, cover letter, uh, and then one on the the interview process. Sure. So for the resume, I would say don't discredit the impact or I guess the helpful resource that you have in family and friends. You know, I think most people think that in order to have a stellar resume to get you into these firms, you need some type of professional or you need someone within the firm to actually tell you that your resume is good. But your family and your friends, they know a lot as well. They they have been, I would assume, they've been employed at some point of their life. They, they have had to create a resume. They've had to go through these, these processes. So utilize that, that there's power in that. I, I really leaned on my parents um, in the resume process, made them go over it a thousand times, make sure that every word was spelled correctly. So I would say don't discredit that. Definitely use that as a resource. Um, and I would say for the actual interview process, I think the one thing that they look for is just confidence. If you can just show that you think you know what you're doing, then they'll believe that you know what you're doing. I think that's one of the, the biggest things that they look for in the interview, just being confident in yourself, being confident in your responses, and also being open to, I guess, critiques or being guided in a different direction. A lot of people like to hold fast in their initial assumptions and just keep moving forward with that, but just, I guess, be open. So be open and confident um, in the actual interview process. Great advice, and thank you for that. Uh, pivoting a little bit, but but remaining on the topic of, of applications, uh, when you were when you were applying and interviewing, what would you say your your best resource was in the process? Or if you were to right, you know, if you were speaking to yourself, uh, you know, two years ago, right? Uh, what would you say? You know, really use this, really focus on this to help you succeed. Well, the Simplified Podcast was like my number one podcast for case studies alone. Um, the strategy simplified, I use that to really get an understanding of, I guess, casing in general. Um, I come from an engineering background, so I didn't know what words like market entry, market share. I had no idea what these words were. So it was really just, I guess, diving into that and making sure that I had a full understanding. And I think where I went wrong in the beginning was that I thought that I needed to sound 
like a consultant in my interviews. And I would focus a lot on that, just trying to have that, I guess, jargon. But I don't think that's really that important. It's mostly like your brainstorming, your idea formation, like how are you able to speak those words into simple terms that the, the average man can understand. So I think strategy some five was really good for me, at least in that regard. It really just solidified the idea that it's about your actual brainstorming processes, how you handle information, how you analyze information, and just also getting an understanding of just the business world in general, because I was very lost on that. So I would say that was like my number one resource when it came to casing. Um, I, for behaviorals, it's you didn't really need um, a resource. I would say it was mostly just reflection and introspection. Um, so I would think also using your family would be a huge resource in that regard as well. Well, thank you. And uh, tell you listeners out there, note that we did not pay her to say any of that. That is all uh, authentic. Uh, but we, we appreciate the endorsement. Attention undergrad, master's, and MBA candidates. It's Jay here just quickly popping in with a reminder that there are a number of application deadlines that are coming very soon. I'm not going to read a list of a bunch of dates right now, but I would encourage you to check out the link that's in this episode's show notes to see the upcoming application deadlines for this fall. We've got MBB, we've got Big Four, we've got boutique firms that all have uh, deadlines for internships and full-time roles that start in 2024. So we don't want you to miss the vote. Again, check out the link in the show notes for everything you need to know, uh, specific application deadlines, how to apply, and more. If you'd like some help, you know, preparing your, your resume, prepping for case interviews or getting a networking strategy together, our team would love to work with you uh, in Black Belt. It's our premium case prep program, gives you eight hours of coaching, resume edits, uh, networking strategy call, uh, a bunch of online resources, and more to set you up for success. So we'd love to come alongside you in your journey into consulting, help you land an offer, and uh, check out the link in the show notes for more. All right, let's get back to this episode. Um, so when you were going when you were going through this process, uh, which which part did you find the most difficult? Which part got you down the most? What was the hardest part for you? Uh, I would say structuring in an actual case was very hard for me. Um, and the reason why was because I just didn't understand what was required of me in terms of structuring. The idea was just so abstract. And everyone would always say, structuring is your own approach to it. You can't learn how to structure. But I was like, what does that even mean? You know? So that took me a while to understand. But I started to see a pattern in it. I work in patterns. So I started to see, like, if you have a market entry case, this is your pattern. If you have um, some type of profitability case, this is your pattern. So it was really just trying to understand the idea of structuring. And what it essentially boils down to is that you have a cluster of ideas in your mind for how you should approach a case and how should you just group it so that they have commonalities or that it makes sense. And that's what I understood structuring to be. And once I understood that, that made it a lot easier for me in actual casing. Like even if it was the most abstract um, case prompt, like the New York Zoo wants to buy a gorilla. How should they approach that? Once you have that idea that structuring is not this big intimidating thing, it's simply just grouping your ideas. It makes it a lot easier to approach and a lot easier to understand. Yeah, really, really great explanation there. And I think a lot of people, um, 
potentially try to try to unintentionally even gatekeep and and make this process more complicated than it had perhaps needs to be. And I think that was a really great uh, explanation in terms of what this is in just layman's terms. So that made a lot of sense. Thank you for that. So you said structuring and figuring that out was the most difficult part uh, for you of the process. What did what did you most enjoy? What came most naturally? What kind of kept you going through this process? Um, I would say like, my favorite part of this entire journey was just the friends I made um, at my networking events. And they were a huge support for me because at one point in time, I, I wasn't even going to apply. If I'm being honest, the deadline was coming up and I still hadn't sent my application. And I was like, I don't think it makes sense anymore. I don't feel ready. I haven't done that many cases um, but they really pushed me. They're like, no, you've attended so many networking events. You've gotten to know the firms. You have to apply. And they essentially bullied me into it. Um, <laughs> and they were there for me the entire journey. We would stay up until like 11 p.m., 12, and 12 midnight, just casing and supporting each other, helping each other with their behaviorals. So I would think that the friendships that I formed just in this application process was the best part, hands down. It really is a very communal process. When you were when you were prepping for cases, did you do live cases with case partners or how did you approach that part? I did. Every single case that I did, I did live. I, I didn't do any cases on my own. And how many cases would you say that you did sort of roughly throughout the process? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I would say like maybe 30 Maybe, but I honestly didn't keep count. My strategy was more so quality over quantity because there's this idea that the more cases you do, the better you are, which I think is false. Um, you could do 50 cases really badly. Um, so I think just making sure that I was improving in each case that I attempted, that was my goal. Once I was able to apply the critiques that I got beforehand to the new case, then I was solid on that. Well, it sounds like you took a very thorough and um, quality approach to the to the process um, within this process and within your recruiting journey. What would you say? Um, you know, I know you mentioned the structuring it was sort of difficult. The friends kept you going, but but what would you say your your single greatest challenge was? Single greatest challenge. Um. I would say it would honestly be a lack of confidence in myself. I did not feel as though I was going to get very far. I had very little confidence. I was like, I'm from engineering. I don't know anything business related. They're going to see right through me. Like, I The only thing I'm good at is the math. Um, but it was just... I don't know. I had a lot of support. Like I had people at the firms who were rooting me on. I had the people that I networked with rooting me on. It was just a lot of overwhelming support and telling me that, Denise, you can do this. You just have to have faith in yourself. Um, That really got me through it. But I think it was just that lack of confidence in my, I guess, casing abilities more so than anything else. No, it makes sense. And especially coming from, from a non-business background, that, that can be difficult. The terminology can be daunting, but congratulations on, on being finished with the process. Uh, you know, as you, as you sit here now looking forward uh, to, starting, to starting in consulting, what are you most looking forward to? Um, that's a good question. I'm really excited about the people. Like I've made some really good friends at the firm 
especially my my buddy throughout my I guess recruitment journey the actual interviewing journey we became really close I relied on her a lot so I'm really excited about just those relationships that I cultivated throughout my journey just being able to call those people colleagues now and get to work with them that sounds pretty exciting and then I'm also excited to do excited to do the work um really interested to see the different types of projects I'd be involved with um, and just having that sustainable impact that I've been dreaming about since I was like five. Um, but yeah. Well, that sounds, that sounds awesome. We're, we're really excited for you. Um, pivoting now uh, here at the end of the interview, we like to, to wrap things up with a couple personal sort of fun questions that have absolutely nothing to do with consulting. So uh, you're from you're from the Caribbean originally. You you go to the University of Toronto. What is uh, you know your favorite place that you've spent time? Your favorite place that you've been? In terms of Toronto, or in terms of the world, the world, the world in general. I would say home. I I love Trinidad and Tobago. It's a beautiful island. I guess my favorite spot in Tobago would be the nylon pool. It's the coolest thing. It's like a pool. It's natural, but it's a pool in the middle of the ocean. So if you went into the middle of the ocean, you could stand in three feet of water. It's amazing. Um, and then in terms of Trinidad, uh, there's so many. I love the Gaspery Caves, which is like these caves made out of limestone. So when limestone melts, it's really cool. Um, but it's also on separate islands off the coast of Trinidad, and you can see Venezuela from it. So that's that's really interesting as well. Well, that sounds that sounds absolutely beautiful. Uh, I'm jealous that you that you get to to live there. My uh, I'm looking out my window and not seeing anything nearly as exciting. But um, kind of pivoting back to uh, to your time at, at Toronto, you're wrapping up your your collegiate career here. Uh, what what would you say the highlights of your of your college? Uh, your time at Toronto have been potentially outside outside of the classroom, outside of, of engineering and, and consulting prep? Uh, my favorite, I would say, honestly, it's a Raptors game. So I wasn't very, like, sporty or very involved in football. <laughs> but my friends dragged me to a Raptors game, and it was the most fun I ever had. It was just, like, just the vibe, the atmosphere, cheering on your team. It's really fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm a huge sports fan myself, so I can I can very much agree with that. Well, thank you so much, Denise. Thank you for being on here today. Uh, we've really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, and yeah, congratulations and, and Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Strategy Simplified. If you were inspired by Denise's story and want to break into management consulting yourself, Work with our crack team of ex-MBB interviewers and case coaches to get yourself there. All our coaches are highly vetted ex-MBB consultants who only work with us. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review or email us at podcast at with any questions or feedback.